here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.2 FM in East London. We continue the conversation on the talking point. We're talking about the Zambian elections. Dr. William Mbofu is an Africa analyst based at Wits University. Dr. Mbofu, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Good morning there. I was saying just before we came into the conversation that, you know, the vote counting had been continuing in earnest and all indications were that uh, Hakainde Hichilema was going to take this. I see that the Electoral Commission of Zambia chairman, Esau Chulu, this morning announcing uh, Hichilema's victory over the incumbent president, Edgar Lungu. Yes. Let's talk. uh, Sure, go for it which is a previous stronghold of the incumbent. How big How big a move is this for Zambia? Uh, it is such a big move and a, a significant one and a meaningful one for, for the rest of Africa. The only worrisome developments are that we are beginning to notice prevalent patterns that we have been witnessing uh, in other African countries where incumbents do not even want to imagine the possibility or eventuality of losing an election. Mm. And um, when that appears, they resort to making allegations of uh, unfairness, unfairness and unjustness of, uh, of the election, mm. which is a big setback for Africa in that the electoral democracy seems to be haunted by denialism and uh, this tyrannical uh, and autocratic skip uh, of uh, political parties that want to gain power by any means necessary and sometimes by any means unnecessary. That is the worrisome observation that we can make at this point. It's quite a victory for Hichilema, who had previously contested elections um, over a period of 15 years and, and simply did not have any success. What is the role of young people in contributing to his win? Yes, uh, the young people in Africa, Zambia is just our present test study. Young people in Africa are agitated uh, and are impatient for long coming, long postponed, long betrayed and long delayed positive change uh, in their country. And uh, the Zambian youth are indicating that in the present. The only uh, problem that we as analysts and uh, observers of uh, African political events, what we need to do is to calm down and not get enchanted by uh, prospective change because over and about what is happening. It's really not about the popularity of Hakayunde uh, Chilema or the victory of change. It's the unpopularity of the incumbents. It's the incumbents that are now no longer wanted. Mm. And we hope, we wish, and we trust that Chilema will live up to the promises of positive change that he has given. Doctor, Just recently yeah. in Malawi, we thought change had arrived. But developments are proving that it was also another false start for that African country. We hope, we 
Dr. William Mpofulemi, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I know that you've had uh, an emergency situation that has risen that you need to take, uh, that you quickly need to attend to. Let me welcome onto the platform Daniel Banda, who is the Channel Africa correspondent in Zambia. Uh, Daniel, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, morning. Thank you so much for being available to speak to us. And the international news editor at the SABC uh, says Sophie Mukwena. Oh, Sophie, good morning to you. Good morning, Katie and the team, including the listeners. All right. It's great to have you on, on the platform as well. Daniel, perhaps just a perspective from the ground in Zambia. Let's talk about the declaration of this election result this morning. What happened? Well, the declaration of uh, Haka in the Hichinema as uh, the seventh uh, Republican of uh, Zambia uh, brought uh, joy, uh, a lot of joy, especially to the young people who are anxiously waiting for a better change uh, in Zambia. Uh, Most of uh, the youth in uh, Zambia are unemployed. For example, over 30,000 doctors and uh, teachers are unemployed. So they believe uh, with uh, the new government in place, they'll be able to, uh, they'll be able to uh, get employment. And uh, uh, employment was one of uh, Hakaimbe's uh, 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 promise uh, to, the, uh, to the young people who are employed on uh, his campaign trail. I believe that uh, if uh, he fulfills this one, uh, this uh, as one of the ambitious promises that he made to the young people, then he'll be able to get uh, uh, more confidence uh, 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 from them. But if the, he does not live up to most of the campaign promises, then uh, they will lose trust uh, in him, and uh, they'll be looking elsewhere for, for a better uh, Zambia. So he has to do uh, as uh, he promised. Sophie, is it surprising, this election result? Not at all, uh, Casey. Um, I was there when uh, the current president, outgoing president Edgar Lungu, won elections after the death of uh, uh, his predecessor and the Westnet elections to elect a new leader as per the constitution of Zambia because you don't just take over as the vice president. And you know that expectations were that the vice president will be nominated then to succeed the the, the, the the president who had passed on. But in a turn of events, in a clandestine perhaps move by party members, some of them, they nominated Edgar Lungu to become their candidate and he was declared the winner. Then the second election on in, 27, in 2016, again, uh, Haka Indej contested Edgar Lungu. And uh, at that time, there were serious allegations of vote rigging and perhaps that the elections were not free and fair. But finally, Haka Indej had to accept the will of the people as pronounced by the Electoral Commission, even though there were questions. And at that time, on the ground, what I sensed was desperation and disgruntlement, particularly from the youth who are unemployed. 
and the people in the Copper Belt region who have lost jobs, you know. And you could see that uh, there was a strong wave that was looking forward for change. And unfortunately, it uh, didn't happen. And immediately after that election in 2017, Haka Hachelema visited South Africa where he met stakeholders. He didn't divulge who the stakeholders were because they will be uh, uh, perhaps um, taken to task by the then government of Edgar Lungu uh, to try and sensitize those stakeholders about the real situation prevailing in Zambia, including violation of human rights. And I remember uh, in one of the elections, even the late former president, uh, uh, K.K. Kaunda, had supported Hakainde Hishelema. And therefore, so you could feel that something was not right in, in, in Zambia. But then, this time around, clearly, the role of young people, the youth, with their numbers, with social media, because uh, campaigning was a serious problem. The opposition couldn't even appear on the television in the Zambian national TV. So they didn't have a platform even to sell their manifesto and all of that. But the young people took it upon themselves and the party, the opposition party, to use the digital technology to campaign very robust. And here we are. He has won the elections with a huge, huge margin. Clearly, Zambians were saying we cannot allow our country to be found wanting on issues of human rights. Two, we cannot allow the current situation of unemployment and poverty to prevail. Mm. And secondly, uh, the investment, particularly the money that Zambia is owing to China, even defaulting. And some rumors that even the airport was now under the hands of those people that uh, the government is owing billions of rent. So I think the message was we are trying to rescue our country from the economic wars. We're trying to rescue our country from the violations of human rights and also to bring a better political system. I hope, and I really, really hope, that Haka Hishelemba, who spoke to Buyomvoko when we were in Zambia during one of the elections, making a commitment and a pledge that he wants to change the lives of Zambians, will do just that. Because he has no reason to steal money. He is a multi-billionaire. He is well-read. He cannot make that mistake. And also, he is a strong Christian. Therefore, his moral compass must drive him towards doing the right things. Therefore, I'm not surprised. All right. We're going to continue our conversation after this quick break. We're leading the conversation on the talking point. I'm talking to Daniel Banda. He is the Channel Africa correspondent in Zambia and our international news editor here at the SABC, Sophie Mukwena. Daniel, you know, many South Africans were looking with keen interest last week to see exactly how Zambia was going to pull off these elections. 
under COVID-19. Were there any issues that arose in that regard? Are we likely to see this election contested even on that basis as, uh, you know, President Edgar Lungu continues to uh, cast aspersions on the free and fair nature of of, of these elections? Well, uh, uh, Edgar uh, Lungu continued to uh, uh, to campaign under the guise of uh, inspecting uh, developmental projects uh, uh, across uh, the country. And Haka uh, the HLMA uh, did the same. Uh, they both uh, flouted uh, the COVID-19 uh, protocols. They, uh, they went out uh, to, to campaign. Uh, uh, for different reasons. For example, Hakainde Hichlema went out uh, to campaign uh, 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 under the guise of uh, distributing uh, uh, masks uh, to the uh, to the people in different <laughs> areas uh, which uh, he visited. Mm. So, uh, without beating about the bush, both of them flouted uh, the COVID-19 uh, 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 protocols. But of course, uh, they, were, they also did some door-to-door uh, campaigns, which had not uh, been uh, prohibited by the Electoral Commission of, uh, uh, of Zambia. I saw a lot of uh, 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 people from different uh, uh, political parties doing some door-to-door campaigns. Most of them were not wearing masks and so on. But uh, the, uh, uh, the the authorities did not intervene to stop them from uh, uh, from uh, from doing that. And then I think I should uh, uh, digress to something that is uh, about uh, the campaign promises which uh, Hakainde uh, 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 made uh, to the uh, to the people of Zambia on his campaign trail. I believe uh, this is a tall order. Uh, for example, uh, during the campaign trail, he said. Uh, when he comes into power, he will make uh, education free from primary up to university, tertiary level. Mm. But as you may know, Zambia has an external debt of uh, more than 12 billion U.S. dollars. The question that one might ask is, where will Hakainde and his administration get the money to fund free education from primary up to uh, tertiary uh, uh, level. And then, uh, as I have already uh, said, he promised uh, uh, a lot of uh, job opportunities for the young people. I believe uh, he may invite uh, investors in the country who will build factories and industries so that they'll be able to create uh, uh, job opportunities for the young people who are looking for jobs? All right. Uh, but it's, it's uh, and he said some he will absorb some of the young people into the civil service, which I doubt uh, will, will be possible because at the moment the civil service is bloated. It cannot take uh, more uh, more people at the moment unless they reduce the age retirement. The age retirement was raised from uh, 55 years of age to 65 years of age, which means people stay longer uh, in the civil service than they did uh, previously, in the previous years, 
when the age or when the retirement age was about uh, uh, 55 uh, five years of age all right daniel banda channel africa correspondent in zambia thanks for that i think what we'll do is that we'll take the latest 11 o'clock news i'll get uh, the final remarks from our international news editor uh, sophie mukwena after this the talking point with kathy motlasana weekdays 9 a.m till midday It's 6 after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the final hour of the Talking Point. In a moment, we'll be in conversation with the NEF, particularly about the, those small SMEs that were affected by the looting in July. We'll be finding out exactly how you can access some of the funds that have been made available uh, through the National Empowerment Fund. Before we get there, however, let's just round off our conversation looking at the Zambia elections. Let me welcome back on to the platform, uh, Sophie Mukwena, who is the international news editor here at the SABC. Sophie, just before I let you go, you know, it, it's 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 a delicate time, as we've heard described by some of the other guests on the subject. What do you think needs to happen in this moment to ensure a peaceful transfer of power between Edgar Lungu and Hakainde Hichilema? I think uh, it is up to the Zambians mm. to really make their voice clear in terms of uh, uh, pushing uh, Edgar Lungu, the current president, to either follow the proper channels if he's not happy with elections or hand over power in the same way Hakainde Hishalemba did uh, on three occasions, or on uh, two occasions that have been there in the election, during elections. Two, the SADC region, the responsibility is on the region to ensure that there's democracy in the region. And mm. therefore, the organ on peace, on the peace, defense, and security must negotiate with the current president to do the right thing, to either follow the legal process available in that country when you are aggrieved with elections, or to hand over power and accept defeat. AU must do the same. They cannot even wait for another five days. Edgar Lungu issued a statement on Saturday rejecting elections. No wait from AU, no wait from the SADC region. We don't hear the leadership of the region, different countries, saying, something that can lead to a better and a peaceful Zambia. Just even to say, go to the courts of law and go and tell your case and let the justice uh, decide or Mm -hmm. justice processes uh, decide who is wrong, who's right, or what needs to happen. You'd recall when there were problems in Malawi, the former South African president, as one of the observers, advised the current president of Malawi to follow the due processes. People were so angry, but he did. And elections were nullified. There was a rerun. He won. Today we have a new president in Malawi. When there was a standoff in Kenya between Raila Odinga and now his best friend, 
Uhuru Kenyatta. Funny how Maybe things change. And the former president of Ghana mm. persuaded Odinga to go to court to fight there. Uhuru was so angry. They went to court. The court ruled that there must be a rerun. There was a rerun. Uhuru won again. Today, Uhuru is the president of Kenya. He's serving his last term. They are now the best, best friends with Raila Odin. If the two leaders, the former president of Ghana and former South African president, didn't persuade the stakeholders to follow the due processes, Raila wanted to take to the street. And people would have died, like many people died in 2000, which led to Uhuru and Ruto being taken to the ICC. And therefore, that's what SADC must do as soon as possible. Show leadership, speak to uh, Ed Kalungu to follow the constitutional means to express his view, and let there be peace in Zambia. The same has happened to AU. They had former President Chikwete of Tanzania as head of mission for AU. He has made his observations. Therefore, AU must issue a statement. I don't want to talk about other regional bodies or perhaps international community. I'm talking here at home. Charity begins at home. I think that's the only way. If he's aggrieved, follow the due processes available in that country and let uh, the, 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 the court uh, uh, rule on this matter and mm. let the aggrieved and those who are not aggrieved present their case let there be peace in Zambia. That's all. And the incoming president must reach out to those who are contesting elections. He must deliver promises. Two, he must put COVID-19 high on the agenda because it is a serious crisis. Last month, Zambia was having serious, serious challenges because of the Delta variant, where WHO had to send officials there. And I think this is the only way. And fortunately, on Wednesday, there's a SADC heads of state and government meeting in Malawi. Let the leaders look at this issue because there are too many hotspots now in the region, South Africa, Eswatini, Mozambique, now Zambia. And then next year, it will be Lesotho. Mm. 2023, it will be Zimbabwe. So they must deal with these current challenges now and don't wait. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, Sophie Mukwena is the international news editor. So plenty for us to reflect on there.